So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Kelly. That this part of the program, we we usually like to bring um, uh, to our listeners' attention something around a faith topic. Today, um, I'm delighted to have, to have joined me on the uh, on the podcast, Rose O'Connor, uh, the pastoral implementation manager for the Limic Diocese, and Michael Kelly, who is also involved with the pastoral outreach and formation, and also uh, Con Buckley. Uh, I'll come back to Con now. Uh, you're very welcome, and thanks indeed for joining us, guys. Thanks very much, Thanks, John. John. Thanks, Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay, well, what we want to speak to our guest today about is the lay pastoral program. Rose, what do you want to tell us about this, please? Okay, John. Thanks very much. So we've been running a lay pastoral ministry program, a formation program, um, for just over well, almost close to two years now. Actually, but we had a break during the COVID times, and essentially, um, this program was created out of our synod that we had in 2016 and out of the, the pastor plan that was created. And it cuts across a number of different themes in terms of looking at new models of leadership and increasing lay involvement in parishes and in the church. Um, it's also looking at faith formation in terms of additional supports to people in, in growing their faith. And it also goes into the whole area of um, liturgy and life in terms of lay people being involved in liturgies and I suppose uh, kind of looking at the creativity around that and, and you know, kind of um, opening it up to, to other people. Mm. So how the program is structured then is that there's um, two major parts to it. There's a diocesan wraparound element, you know, where the diocese accompanies the program the whole way through. And I'll explain a little bit more about that in a minute. And then there's also a two-year certificate program, which is accredited and run by Mary Immaculate College by um, the Irish Institute for Pastoral Studies. Father Eamon Fitzgibbon is the, the director of that element of it. So I suppose the, the diocesan phase kicks in first. It's a, um, a six-month phase of discernment for each of the individuals that, that come on the programme. And I suppose it's really helping people to discern what is their calling, what is their kind of vocation, how do they feel called to, to be involved. And I suppose like the target audience is people who want to be more involved in their parish and in their diocese. So the, there is that discernment phase, initial discernment phase which happens at an individual level, but also at the diocesan level, because at the diocesan level, we would be looking at, you know, geographical coverage and in terms of um, what are the needs that we need to address in the diocese and, you know, what kind of mix of resources that we'd have. So that, as that dual kind of discernment phase goes on. Um, and I suppose, you know, people would be exploring questions like, you know, what am I good at? What am I interested in? What motivates me? And, mm -hmm. you know, what, what is the need that's out there? Um, there's a few different elements where they would also look at, you know, their family of origin, and, you know, explore kind of, I suppose, how that has shaped them and influenced them. And, and I suppose they learn a lot about, you know, family systems and family dynamics and relationships and, and how they can affect us and, you know, kind of triggers and things like that. And they also look at areas like ministry areas in terms of how they would be or how they might um, encounter people in ministry. And I suppose one of the other elements, and I might pass over to Michael really just to talk a little bit about this, would be, you know, what is their own spirituality? And, you know, Michael has a, a kind of a, a nice phrase that, you know, if you took away our kind of actual faith practice, what are you left with? And that's kind of the scaffolding of, of our, our sort of um, faith, really, in terms of spirituality. Michael, you might just like to say something about that. The aspect of the course uh, concerning spirituality uh, encompasses the whole area of wider than any particular faith practice. And it's an interesting part of the course. It might appeal, actually, to people who, in the modern terminology, they're sometimes described as spiritual but not religious. So there are people who are actively seeking and searching for something transcendental, really, 
but they don't themselves uh, apply to any <clears throat> particular faith tradition or they may have grown up with one, but maybe have not rejected it, but aren't practicing that particular faith tradition, yet they are still uh, spiritual human beings and they see themselves like that. So uh, a good aspect and good element of this program, I think, is that there's good discussions uh, amongst a wide range of views and a wide range of topics in the program. Um, and the spirituality, if you like, if you look at it, as Rose just said, if you took away a particular faith practice or particular faith traditions, what are you left with? So you go to the, the course, really, the program explores core elements, I think, of the human life and humanity, which you will need as a lay minister going back out into the community. Back out in the community, you will be meeting in modern-day Ireland every aspect of life. It's not homogenous. And you will need skills for meeting people who uh, did grow up in a faith practice and are still practicing, maybe no longer practicing, maybe hostile to the faith they grew up in, maybe part of a, a new faith, a different culture completely to the Irish one, and um, have no faith and interest in it at all, but yet interest in humanity and, and its spiritual leanings. All that, has, all that mix is involved now if you want to be working in the area of ministry in Ireland, in the, within the community. And I think we're, this program is training people, and we need to do this as a society, to, be, to pick up the roles that once were reserved for religious people, the priests and the nuns. That day is moving on now, and we hope this program will give all these participants the skills, the knowledge, the theory, all the aspects that you need to be multifaceted. And the spirituality, as well as faith, particular practice, crucial to that. Thanks for that, Michael. Um, so we come on to the actual program itself that's that's currently <laughs> working its way through. Um, how many lay men and women have you got taking part at the moment in the in, in, in the course in this program? There's currently um, 21 people. Now, we, we've obviously been going through a discernment, so we've had some people who have had to drop out for various reasons, you know, because of family situations mm. and things like that. But at the moment, we have um, 21 people. Um, we have eight men and uh, whatever many women are left out of that, then it's, uh, it's it, it was a kind of a third, two-third proportion. Um, so they, currently, the people we're working with, they've gone through their discernment phase and they are almost finished um, semester two of the certificate. So there's four semesters within that. Um, and within that, they're looking at things like the theology of ministry and um, pastoral theology and theological reflection and the whole thing around liturgy and sacraments. So those are the kind of areas that we're, we're working through at the moment. Are there any particular requirements needed of an applicant before they before they start the course? Uh, no, there is no, um, there's no academic kind of uh, mm -hmm. prerequisite, if you like. It's open to everyone. I suppose, um, like, it's, I suppose the target really is people who want to be more involved in ministry. Yeah. Like, there's a yeah. huge opportunity for self-reflection and for, mm -hmm. um, you know, I suppose uh, growing your own faith actually as part of it. It's quite a nourishing program in that sense. But it's really like our aim, strategic aim, is to have greater lay involvement. You know, in the sort of, we talk about team ministry at the moment. That's mostly priests working together. But we want to open that up. So that that's really who who the target audience is. And uh, thanks a lot for bringing on one of the participants in this program uh, to join us today. Welcome to the program, Con Buckley, who's a member of the course. How are you, Con? 
Uh, hi, John. How are you getting on? Good, good to be here. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm here to answer your questions. Okay. So. Can what parish are you from, by the way? And how did, how how did you get to hear about this particular program? Right. Briefly, I am from St. Munchman's Parish in okay. Limerick. Okay. Uh, now, I've only moved down to Limerick very, very relatively recently. I moved down in 2016. I wouldn't have any real connection with Limerick. I have no connection with Limerick, actually. Came to live here, and I would have been involved. I, you know, I was obviously, well, not obviously, but I, I would be, uh, the, you know, really part of my life is, yeah. is, is, is my faith and I was going to my local church. Now this could be accidental or it could be whatever but I remember I was getting kind of fed up and I remember saying to a neighbour you know I think I'm not going to go down to the church anymore. I might go somewhere else. And she said to me well you should really get involved in something before you do that. And I said yeah like what? And she said well why don't you get involved in the choir? So I did. And I remember I want to say this because this is important for me I was down, I joined the choir. There was some kind of a social thing one evening. And I remember saying to one of the women, I was sitting down, uh, it was somebody's birthday. And I said, you know, I don't really know that many. I know no one. And I don't uh, I don't really belong any, especially here, you know. And she said, oh, no, you're one of us now. You belong. And I remember being terribly moved mm-hmm. by that. I mean, it was a marvellous, natural thing to say. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that really got me in that. I mean, I, 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 I realised that it was a community. It wasn't an individual, just me going down to the church and how I feel, that there was actually um, a community aspect to it, which you'd imagine would be obvious. But for somebody like me who hasn't really connected with any kind of community that much in my life, that was a significant moment. I suppose looking back at it now, I could say definitely a Holy Spirit uh, uh, instrumental uh, flash there. So after that, I I got to know a few people and went to the parish council. And I must be honest, I became aware that, you know, the parish was working, it's working on a pretty small uh, core of of people, a pretty, you know, a, a small core of people and people who could do with a bit of, I'm not saying that they were unenergetic, but, you know, that I was depending on other people to do things. And I thought, you know, I should start doing something. Um, The pastoral course came up. Um, I would be influenced by Pope Francis as well, who's made it pretty clear. I'm not saying I kind of obey Pope Francis' orders or anything, but I am actually very, I do, I I read what he says a lot. Um, I I have great uh, admiration for him. And he he has said, I've read, you know, it's everybody's responsibility to evangelize. That's what we're all here for. It's not just priests or people who are specifically, you know, designated for whatever uh, role. And I have tried to take that seriously. I feel sometimes kind of uncomfortable with it because I think I'm not really a holy person. How come I'm doing this? And am I am I really faking this? But anyway, that's that's the process I have to deal with with myself. But when when I was introduced to it, then I said, "Sure, I'll give it a try." And like a lot of things, I, I could say I kind of came into it by accident. Um, I haven't um, I haven't regretted it. So that's how I got into it, and um, you know that same sense of community I found in the group as well. Um, there is a there's a kind of a bond, and. 
just on an, on an ordinary existential level, that's a marvellous thing. It's a marvellous thing to feel because I think a lot of people nowadays feel very, very um, isolated, cut off from community. Mm-hmm. So if I was to answer your question after all that, I'd say I came into it because I actually want to belong to something and I want to give not just something. I, I belong to my my faith, my 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 uh, my parish, and I want to give something back. And I want to because the church is not going to keep going if we don't. It's it's going to it's going to fade into something. I don't confine myself either, just taken on what Michael said. I wouldn't see this as being confined pastoral ministry and what I'm interested in to just people who are Catholic or who are mass scores or who are active members in a parish. I think it applies. It is much wider. Um, I think the benefits, I'm not saying that I would necessarily bring them, but I mean, the benefits are People are calling out for 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 the for for the type of thing that might be provided in this uh, ministry. I'm not saying it'll be the only thing. So how's that? Is that I, a I tell you, I, I reckon you are listening to the Holy Spirit. That's the only thing I can say to you. Uh, right, and that kind and can um, so you've joined the formation program. What's been your your experience so far with the program? Um. I, I would say the first thing is that I mean it's it's very it's it's a well constructed program. It's not over um, academic, but yet at the same time there's enough meat there to to, to be. It's a, it's serious. It's not just kind of what do you feel like doing and how's it going kind of stuff. There's a bit of theory and uh, wisdom of accumulated wisdom and teaching or whatever if you want to use that word to kind of uh, think about. Um, we did a course, we did in the first term, we did um, a self-development course, which was really interesting. I mean, it was very interesting, which you, I would say would be of interest and of importance to anyone, regardless of pastoral training or anything. It was, as Rose mentioned it too, family of origin, uh, self, self-awareness. So that, that has been fundamental. Um, the course itself, as I say, is well balanced. We do one weekend. It's really a Friday night and a Saturday. Uh, once a month for four months. Um, this this particular one now is September, October, November, December, and then there's January, February, March, and April, and that's it. There aren't any exams. There's a few. There's a few assignments, and uh, really, a lot of it is up to yourself to to read. There's uh, we have um, you know the facility to 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 form. Uh, whatever kind of groups we want. And uh, w- like, for example, now last week, our, our a, a group of us, we were preparing uh, sort of a small liturgy or prayer for this Friday and Saturday. And that has been interesting. Um, as you know, the pastoral placement, that's a very important part of it. Uh, and it's really interesting. It's very interesting. It's, it's absolutely great. Not just because of the one I'm doing that I like, um, I think it makes it's that's the thing I would say. It's very much a practical thing as well. And as has been said, um, the spirituality is like it's the sort of rock of the whole thing, you know. Um, but to anyone who'd be thinking of it, I just want to say I didn't have it. Rose mentioned discernment. I think I'm still on the discernment. <laughs> I don't know when it's going to actually, when the, the lights are going to go on. I mean, you know, it's okay not to be sure of it. Uh, 
it's a good, it's a very, very enjoyable experience of being with people and having some kind of aspiration anyway to 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 do some good for for oneself and one's community. And that's it. That's how I find it anyway. From what I hear you saying, Michael, you, you, uh, sorry, it's Con, um, you, you, you've certainly picked up an awful lot of ideas uh, and, uh, and thought processes as you've gone through the course. And I, from what I also hear, you're fairly open as to where the Holy Spirit will lead you when you finish with the programme. That must yes. be pretty exciting, though, in, in that you're not going to limit yourself to do this particular form of uh, evangelization, whatever you might want to call it. You're going to be open to where to where the, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you, but you've got a lot of the tools that have been given to you along the program. Yeah. Fair enough to say. That's very, very, yeah, you've put it very well there. I mean, I think from my own experience of it, it's quite daunting sometimes not to kind of have, this is what you do, this is what you get at the end of it, and then you do this. That's kind of like, that would be great in some ways, because that's what you kind of, that's what a lot of people would, you know, I like I like the clarity of that. But the challenge for me, and I can only say it's for me, is to be, uh, to keep the the trust, the trust in in the Holy Spirit. I mean, the, the I was listening to the psalm in today's readings, and it was trust in the Lord. And I thought, how amazing that that is what is being said this morning, because I was kind of thinking, how am I going to talk like to you? And what am I going to say and all this stuff? And I was like, I don't really have a kind of an idea of a clear package, but uh, I, I, I do. Yes, it is for me. And I think it, it is, as you say, exciting. And uh, it's very, I don't know, you get a totally different feeling about, about what being a person of faith is about. I have anyway, that it's it's actually not about, uh, I don't mean now to, to maybe open some kind of can of worms, but it's not about certainty. It's actually about being trust, trust, trusting and believing in uncertainty. And that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a different type of thing, I think, to what a lot of us would have thought ministry or lay participation would be about. We would have thought that it was about certainty and, 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 and you know, a, a very, very clear kind of model, whereas we're more, I think anyway, but I'm only, I can only say this is for me. I'm sure other people have totally may have different uh, way of, re- of speaking about this. But for me, it is about hope and it's about trust. And uh, that's, that is very exciting. And it's a great privilege as well, I think, for me. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning who's not feeling very well and I said to him, I don't talk now about this very often. We were just sitting down and I was saying, in all honesty, I wasn't I wasn't evangelizing, I can assure you. I'd be afraid to in this case. And I said, I said, you know, I said, um, what was, I was saying, you know, God, you know, you can believe in God and still be confused. You can still, you know, believing in God doesn't mean that you don't experience confusion, because I know he is not a believer. And he said to me, he said, well, if you do experience confusion or if you're experiencing pain in your life and you don't believe in God, it's a hell of a lot more difficult. And I thought, well, there you are. And I didn't say it. He said it. So you know what I mean? 
Well, Michael, from what I hear you say, you know, you know, just to finish off, um, from what I sort of hear you say is that you've got one good pal at your right hand and your left hand side, and that's the Holy Spirit. And you are just um, been taken to a place where I'm sure that the that the Lord wants you to be, and you're not going to be alone. You, you, you're going to go wherever you're taken. Thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, for sharing that story with us because I'm sure there's an awful lot of people out there who would have heard various parts about what you've just said and it would encourage them maybe to take up the baton themselves, maybe to offer themselves in whatever way it might be afforded to them. Thanks a lot, uh, Khan, for for coming on. Thank you, John. Now, going back now to, to maybe to Michael, um, so I suppose after listening to, to, to Khan there now, and with the experience that Khan and his colleagues would have um, would have gone through uh, on this particular program, how would you see it working out in parish life now, from going forward now, Michael? This program, the, the, these people going out to the yeah, court. we hope the participants will be able to be involved in their own parish life, obviously. But even wider than that, uh, we're looking at this from a diocesan point of view. So there's a load of skills and talents within this student bunch doing the program that we can see could be applied in different parts of the diocese, not necessarily their own parish. So in the coming year, that's where we're going to focus on as well, is how to apply uh, their skills and their abilities to work wherever the need is. So, yes, I obviously in people's own parish, they can and will become involved in pastoral life, um, but, it, but it's wider than that. Um, yeah. At, so, at the same time, I, I, the new course will start begin, and the second phase will begin running. But in finishing the first phase, which is the inaugural course, uh, it'll be important to see where people can fit into the uh, dimensions of pastoral life across the diocese. Um, big needs, huge needs. Um, but I'd be very confident this, in my opinion, is a, an exceptionally talented group of people. And able group of people and the area of pastoral care and all the works that go on in pastoral life is not probably very well documented in modern Irish life but it's a big need I think from any particular community's point of view and I have no doubt about this bunch of people being able to fulfil those needs After listening to Khan I've got no doubt about that um, but but going back to the you know to this particular program and the following one, did you say there was a following one coming up sometime in the springtime? Is there? There is indeed, and in fact, next week uh, we're kicking off information nights on it. Um, in in Limerick, people want to attend. I'll give you the details in a second. But the current program will run next year to finish off both the Mary Macleod academic section and the wraparound diocesan uh, element. And in January, we start phase two, and we're looking to see are people interested in uh, applying to this program for phase two. Um, they can contact us, but we, we have three information nights coming up in the next week. Um, if people are interested, I can give you the dates. On Monday night, we're in Ratkeel. Tuesday night, uh, we're in the centre, the diocesan centre here in Carberley. And Wednesday night, we're on online through Zoom. So whichever suits people to attend if they're interested. Um, we'll be there, the organisers. There might be a couple of the participants, current participants there as well, because to hear the testimony of someone like Khan is really the best information uh, you can give rather than just brochures. But 
there might be technical questions people want to know or some people might be off fearful of the academic demand which is there but it's not of as Khan said it's not of a great uh, level we're much more interested actually in the overall um if you like pastoral element of the program rather than diocese rather than academic uh, achievement somebody were interested in attending any of those nights do they have to book their place through the pastoral center or how would they go about it? Yes, there is a, a registration process. Um, if you, if at the moment, if you go on our um, website, you'll see we have our pastoral outreach for autumn. There is a link through there, um, and we have a specific link. Then once you express an interest on that um, site, there we can send you another link then to pick whichever night you want to go to. Particularly for the online one, we need to have people registered because we need their email address to send them a Zoom link. But I suppose we would really encourage anybody who's out there that thinking you know you might already be involved in your parish and you might welcome having a more of a sort of a grounding you a sort of theological grounding and a sort of um a time to reflect on on you know ministry and maybe where you can go with that in the future so i would really encourage people you know we've quite a mixed group of people there's great diversity in our group at the moment and um i think it's it's a very enriching experience you know it is it's a commitment course uh, but I think for the most part it's been very rich for people and certainly we're beginning to see it already even in terms of their placements um you know people are looking at areas like um sacramental sacramental preparation support particularly to the parents of children for sacraments and funerals stroke bereavement ministry and you know the evangelization through programs like alpha that Khan was talking about there and you know, we very practical programs and looking at creative ways of praying. There's a, there's a whole lot of new um, strings to our bow because of the people in the program and what they're offering. So, you know, I would really encourage people to come along and hear a bit more and ask your questions and um, see if this is something for you. And we'd be delighted to see you. Do they have to uh, attend in person or, or can they uh, connect via the, Zoom? Monday night, um, there's a Monday the 15th of November is Rathkeel House Hotel. That's from 7.30 to 9. Mm. Then Tuesday the 16th of November is in the Diocesan Centre in the city. So we tried to kind of pick a county location in the city. And then the Thursday, the um, 18th of November, it will be on Zoom. So that'll be an online version. And okay. if people didn't want to attend in person, they can go on the online version. And it'll be the same thing we repeat each night, but just to give people a chance. But some people like to physically arrive at a, a venue and um, others can, can do the online version. Listen, guys, thank you very much indeed for coming on um, to Rose and to Michael, and especially Khan. Khan, you, you might come on again maybe later on and, and um, maybe when the when the programme has, has completed this course, and maybe tell us, you know, how you found the course and maybe what your plans might be for the future. I'd be delighted to. Thank you, John. Rose, as usual, I ask you for a piece of music uh, to play, which might be Mm -hmm. opportune to play. What piece of music would you like us to play? So I I chose Here I Am, Lord. It's um, by John Michael Talbot, but of course it's, it's from Isaiah. And I suppose I just thought it was particularly apt because here we're really talking about people saying, like, here I am, you know, what do I need to do or what what is my calling kind of thing. So that's my suggestion for you today, John. Again, thank you very much, Neil, for coming on. And thanks again for facilitating um, these resources that I'm sure people in the diocese will appreciate. Take care and we'll speak to you again, guys. the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry, 
Yeah. 